that's what I'm talking about. Yoshimura has been making the sickest exhaust systems since before you were born. They are the ones that powered my boys Jet Lawrence. Hunter Lawrence and Chase Sexton to the top of the box in Supercross and MX in 2023. If you want your dirt bike to run to the top of this game, get yourself a Yoshi. Check them out at YoshimuraRD.com. Follow my boys on Instagram at Yoshimura underscore RD. Everyone, welcome to the Yoshimura Midweek Podcast. Um, today I'm joined by my friend Philip Klakow. Did I say that right? Uh, Was it Klakow? Yeah. Well, someone said Klakow, which is kind of cool, but it's Klakow in German. Klakow. So okay. Of, it's a uh, great name. Uh, of Backyard Designs, which is uh, a hugely popular motocross graphic company. Uh, You've made, you made big, big strides in the United States. Um, you're based in Germany. You're here from Germany right now. Uh, you were going to uh, race Anaheim 1, but you had a little incident and broke your femur a few days ago. Yep. But uh, I thought it'd be great to get you in and uh, talk about your journey with Backyard and, and how it's all gone and talk about the business and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I guess, Philip, first off, just tell me about where you're from and, and how you got into dirt bikes. Yeah, well, first of all, <laughs> thanks for having me. That's a, an honor being here. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, I got hurt uh, prepping for A1 here four days ago. So I had surgery two days ago. So I'm happy I'm up and yeah. like, doing this. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually, I'm German, like full-blown German. I, you know, raised there, lived there my whole life. And uh, when I was like 20, I wanted to become a pro racer. I was never good enough, but I still wanted to do it. And um, so I signed up for Anaheim 1 2011. That was my first year. Mm-hmm. I was on motocross suspension the day before Anaheim. <laughs> and then someone told me, hey, that's too dangerous. You can't do that. And then I, uh, you know, I didn't know nothing about the whole thing. I was like four seconds off of qualifying at Anaheim 1. And then four rounds in at Oakland, I actually qualified for a night show. Mm-hmm. So, and... After that, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going pro. Like, I'm like <laughs> all, all in. in. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't good enough at all. But uh, I really liked, uh, liked America. Like, I think I did my first national in 09, I think, like mm-hmm. in Creek. So um, I always liked, like, Europeans like the, they love America. Like, they, especially in the moto scene, they're like, everything that's cool over here is like twice as cool over there. So. Mm. Um, I always liked that. I hated how the Europeans looked like, you know, like back in the day, the GPs and like, I don't know, like in the, you know, in the 2000s, they looked mm-hmm. so ugly. And in America, you had the great outdoors and stuff and everything looked so cool. So, yeah, I always wanted some of that because we have a lot of tracks. Like we have way more tracks than you have in California. Like mm-hmm. Germany is a small country. Are they public tracks or are they like privately owned tracks? Um, they're clubs. They're not privately owned. It's all like we have, it's a weird system where you can't really make money off of it. It's like a nonprofit thing. Mm-hmm. We have over 400 tracks in Germany. Wow. It's cra- And it's the size of California, basically. So it's crazy. Like, so I'm, motocross is huge there. It's great. It's really big. Yeah. So people don't really know about that. But uh, the scene was really not that cool. And I always wanted to, I looked at, um, you know, at the US and I was like, hey, why is this so much cooler? And, um, well, long story short, after that, I went, after the season in, in America, I went to Australia to ride Supercross there. And I lived with a company. Oh, at that time, I didn't have nothing. Go- I hated every job that I had. I was uh-huh. not cut out for work at all. <laughs> you know, my parents funded my racing, but I didn't want to. So, uh, 
I uh, went to Australia to ride the Supercross series there. And I lived with a company that's still around. Um, it's called uh, PNC Graphics. They're mm -hmm. still pretty cool. And uh, so I lived with them. And so I started working with them. Like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just, uh, you know, just uh, trying to help and look at how they did the graphics because the Australians did really cool stuff back then. And uh, when I came back, I was like, hey, this is what I want to do for a job. And mm -hmm. then I basically just... At the beginning, I basically just copied whatever the U.S. was doing and brought it to Germany because the graphics in, or in Europe, they looked so ugly before. And mm -hmm. I kind of brought an American way of, you know, designs into. Uh, Dude, I remember, uh, wow, when Ken Roxon first came over, yep. uh, my assistant editor at Transworld Motocross, he and I went to Kenny's house. <clears throat> and, you know, they had that track there at their house. Mm -hmm. A lot of riders come to race. Or come to ride and practice and stuff. Dude, there was some the ugliest bike graphics yep. I've ever seen in my Horrible. life. Like, I, mean, I don't know how UFO and them with the gear. I don't know how that ever, like, how would they sell a single? I'm, nothing against them. It's a great company. Yeah. I bet, but, yeah. And I, yeah. I'm not talking shit on Euro style, but I mean, it's like <laughs> yeah, <please> definitely, <clears throat> definitely different yes. than the design style in the US. It was so bad. Like, I don't know what, like. But, I mean, it's gotten better now. Like, you know, when you go to the MX, uh, MXON uh, or, you know, the Watercourse of Nations, it's yeah, not yeah. as bad. You're not like, hey, this is European and this is not. It's, kind of, it's gotten better, but they were so behind you guys. And um, I kind of helped change that in a way on, on the German side. And I always wanted, I, when I was little, I always wanted to live in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so... I always wanted an American company. So in 2011, when I did the racing here in the U.S., I met my friend Jared. You know him pretty yeah, well. Yeah, Jared Hicks. Yeah. So, um, and uh, he was at the same level, and I, we were the same age, and he was, like, racing professionally but not really making any money like mm -hmm. most, most uh, people racing dirt bikes. Yeah. And um, so a couple of years in into BYD, I was like, hey, Jared, why don't you do uh, BYD USA? Like, that would be cool. I didn't want to make any money. I was just like, hey, ha let's have a brand in the U.S. That like, will fund your racing? Yeah. Or, or his just, racing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because I was like, I was like, <clears> okay, <throat> so I'm funding my racing now at home. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, why don't you do this over there? That would be cool. Have an American company. Like, I don't want any money from you. Just take the stuff that I know and, uh, you know, do your thing. And then we can say in Germany, we can say uh, we have an American company. Yeah. That's yeah. all I wanted. So... And we started that and that got bigger. And then uh, Jared had like, I don't know, in 2018, he had like three employees at the time. And we grew quite quickly over there with the European countries and stuff. So at long, BYD launched in like 2011? Uh, yeah, early 2012. Basically. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I had the in 2011. That's why I keep saying it. So mm -hmm. But um, yeah. And then USA started in 2013, I think. And uh, yeah, and we started a bunch of other, um, you know, Sweden and Australia and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So okay, so where does the uh, where does the name come from? Well, I like raccoons, and uh, <coughs> I don't know. It's uh, I thought I wanted some. You know, with fox, you have like a like a, the fox head, yeah, the so icon, I kinda, yeah. Kind of like that. So I always wanted, you know, some a catchy name that's not like made. Not made up, but that's actually a word already. So backyard and backyard motocross tracks. That's it's probably because of me being German. Like the 
it sounded cooler than what it because when now when I'm like in uh, in my van driving around California, they're like, oh, can you do my uh, backyard? Can you like uh, do some gardening work? <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> landscape design, right? Yeah, and also you guys say designs because it's like. Uh, uh, I call it design, which is probably not the proper English either. Mm -hmm. But I, I just refer to it as, as backyard, just because mm -hmm. it's um, that just. I do like it though. When I heard I hear people talk about their backyard motocross track, that's I mean they do advertising for us. Yeah, knowing, so. you know it's funny is uh, the first person I first time I became aware of BYD was Travis Fant. Oh yeah, right. He's, Travis would he's buddies with Hicks, right? Yep. So. He, He'd always have his bikes and just say backyard on the shroud. Yeah. And I was like, what kind of name is that for a company? And yeah. he goes, oh, I don't know. It's, and it's funny because when I didn't know, I was like, that's kind of a weird name, like backyard barbecue. That means like, you yeah. know, podunk, like half-ass effort or something, <laughs> right? But then I noticed the stuff was really cool. And then Mark Tilly at Dirt Bike started using yeah. it more and more. And I was like, you know, we do these bike intros. Uh, a lot of them are in California, but sometimes we're out of state. Right. And so we're all there. We're unpacking graphics out of our uh, luggage and trying to put them on for the, the new bike introductions. Yep. And I remember watching Tilly put his stuff on and it went on really easy. Mm -hmm. And I don't I'm not bagging on Tilly, but he's not like the best graphic guy. Right. But I was struggling with what I had with because uh, we didn't have heat guns mm -hmm. and everything. And his just went. Whoosh. And I was like, yeah, that stuff's pretty cool. And then I don't remember one thing led to another. Uh, I think Fant actually connected me with Jared. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> we started using your stuff at Transworld, and I was one over at that point, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I really li do like the uh, the raccoon icon, cool. right? Cool. And uh, I've chatted with Jared several times about it, and I was like, hey, focus on the BYD more than backyard design. Yeah. Just because it's, oh. it's a little catchier and there's a little mystique to it. And then... Yeah ignorant people like i was wouldn't say backyard barbecue you know yeah. like like that but <laughs> yeah but i i think it's cool you guys have a uh, awesome image and of course the the product is is amazing thanks man yeah so I appreciate it. it's funny that the graphic industry right is something i've been close to for a long time yep uh i bought my first house in valencia so i was just down the street from end style mm -hmm. and so uh, i'm really good friends with rob healy and uh ryan persley and then that's how I met Jason Fonts from mm -hmm. Fast House. But he, they're all at InStyle, right? And so Ryan was actually one of my neighbors. And we would trade, right? He would put my graphics on if I changed his tires. And so we'd always be at each other's houses and stuff. So finally, I learned how to do graphics. This is in the MX Racer days in the uh, late 90s, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, so graphics were all silkscreen at first, mm -hmm. right? Mass yeah. quantities. And you would buy a, a you know, just a stock uh, design for your yep. Honda like 250 racing, racing or you would yeah. buy a Honda of Troy replica kit yeah. or something, right? So like replica kits were popular back then because that's what you could get. So the advent of technology and the digital uh, printing and everything really changed that all, right? Yeah, it changed a lot. Like the Ensel was a great company or still is a great <clears> company, by the way. But um, so it changed a lot from, from having stuff actually like pre-made on the shelf, basically mm -hmm. with stick on numbers to i don't think anyone not change like every customer that we have wants to change something like yeah. either the number or some logo or whatever we don't really print the same kit twice unless mm -hmm. it's for a team but then they have a number change or something like having stuff 
made like pre-made that it's it's not there like that market changed completely in the last couple of years yeah so uh so it's funny because i have to give credit where credit's due the first in the united states to digitally print i think was uh decal works they right did my first uh, 85 graphics did they they misspelled my name i hated that <laughs> <laughs> no not nothing against them they're yeah. a great company too so but uh, uh but so i remember when they you know when they came on the scene and they were doing all this stuff and I was just like, ah, oh, because digital looked bad then. You yeah. know, it didn't look as cool as yeah, silk printing screen Printing technology stuff. changed a lot, like but, digital uh, printing. So how hard was it to uh, get into it? I mean, you had to learn design. You had to learn printing and get the the dye yeah. lines and all that. Like, So I think when you want something bad enough, you can, you know, learn whatever you want. Um, so I didn't know. I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not a print guy. I didn't know anything about like materials or um, all the different types of like laminating or whatever like I didn't know anything and mm -hmm. I just learned it by like the first couple of years the five first five years they were horrible like if you bought graphics from us I'm really sorry for you because <laughs> they, were, they were pretty bad because we didn't know anything like when Jared had his first printer he uh, he didn't know how to set up the color why would the Kosaki green why would you have to match that to the plastic um, so uh, that's such a hard process of getting it all right and like the right materials and then um, all of that stuff. But I just learned it from actually like I just sat down in a room with YouTube tutorials and mm, learned it. It's yeah. crazy. You can learn anything on YouTube, yeah, right? You can, yeah. I, I, the first time uh, I did a turkey for uh, mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, I was like, oh, fuck, how do I carve it now? I like watched YouTube and yeah. <laughs> carved it. So you watch like... Uh, what do you design on? InDesign uh, or Illustrator. Acrobat? Illustrator? Yeah. yeah. So well, you, you learn how to use Illustrator off YouTube? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, it's, it's pretty easy if you think about it. I, mean, well, I don't know, man. Well, I, just, I, I struggled building our thumbnails for our videos on Photoshop. Even, yeah. So. I'm not good at Photoshop either. But, but uh, so basically what changed, like what the, when the company changed a lot was when we, um, so basically going back to your point about how graphic design works or graphic companies work now. So you used to have a race is like pro circuit kosaki kit and then people would just buy that same kit and yeah in the silk screen numbers. days yeah yeah and then i think oh five or whatever and style they were able to put your number on it i i had the pro circuit kit in oh five or oh six with the you know pre-printed number plates mm -hmm. so um and that kind of got going where you could actually change stuff and then uh, when it really changes when all these like digital printing companies like d X and all of the other ones came in and really, I mean, in the U.S., I think we have over 400 competitors. Yeah. So it's great. Like, it's blown up crazy. Like, yeah. back then, it was probably one industry no, um, and style and a couple couple, couple companies. And yeah, the silkscreen giants were uh, one industries and, and end style and factory effects. Yep. I mean, those are the three I can name off the top of my head. Yep. And then everything else is digital now. Uh, like, throttle Jockey, maybe. Yeah, Throttle yeah. Jockey. Yeah. But, dude, it seems like any kid with rich parents can buy them a printer and they they start 438 graphics or yeah, you know they don't even need a printer because they could just um design them on illustrator and then send them off to i think there's a big company here that prints for a lot of like uh companies <clears throat> yeah and uh you could just send off the print files and then they will do all the shipping and everything for you so yeah. you don't need anything really <laughs> you could start it uh, you could start one tomorrow yeah like, that's crazy uh 48 graphics yeah, right. So um, one thing uh, that set you guys apart, and I see there's other people that have it now, is uh, your 
uh, your vinyl, the adhesive on the back, yes. used to have the crosshatch, right? And that made mm-hmm. it real easy to squeeze the bubbles out and everything. Yeah. Um, what's that, the vinyl company that everybody seems to use? Uh, Substance. Substance, Substance, right? You guys made your own somewhere? Yes. So basically, there was a lot of stuff I didn't like about Substance. And I told them, I, we went through the British distribution and then I talked to the American guys. And I was like, hey, can you please change this and that? And they're like, nah, we're good. I mean, obviously, they're the, at, on top of the market. Yeah. And everyone buys from them. So why would they change it? And I was kind of bummed about that. And then I went ahead and looked for um, distrib- or companies that could manufacture or manufacturers that could uh, produce it for mm-hmm. us. And it took, I think, like seven, seven years. It took me seven oh, wow. years to get it like where I, I'm kind of, I'm too perfect. Like I want it too perfect sometimes. But uh, yeah, so that product that we have now is, it's awesome. Like it's uh, obviously it's not going to last forever. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, it goes on easy, which is, you know, for a regular customer that puts them on once a year, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably put on like, I don't know, like five a month, maybe. Yeah. So you're pretty good at it. Well, I hope you're better at it now. Oh, no, I'm no? pretty good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so that's one thing. And then another thing that really set us apart is, um, so again, with graphic companies, you have to, now you don't print 500 kits of the same mm. now you have to do 500 individual ones yeah so you have for all of your employees everyone wants a different kit they don't want this one kit that we could print out for you know mm-hmm. so um then you don't have you have a lot of more design work than you had before so you need graphic designers to do that work and um with the regular customer usually they don't know what they want until they see it like, let's just say you have your KTM kit that's really sick. And then they're like, yeah, I want to add some blue to that. And then you send it to them like, ah, what about yellow or red? Or Because they don't really know. Yeah. So um, in, I think, 2015, I started working on the first configurator on mm-hmm. our website where people could actually go in, change the colors. It was pretty basic. It wasn't couldn't really do much. Um, you know what's funny about that? Uh, Chase Curtis, our video mm-hmm. guy. He's all, dude, in high school, I would just sit there in class and make different graphics on Backyard. Oh, really? That's yeah. sick. Yeah, sweet. No, we weren't the first ones to come up with that. I think <clears throat> Decal had, I don't know if they had one before us, but they have one now. But um, So I looked at Nike ID or Nike with yeah, the, yeah, the shoes. shoes. So that was where I had the idea of like, hey, I don't like these shoes, but I can customize them. So why don't we do that with graphics? So basically, I mean, that sounds kind of weird, but basically all the money that we're making with BYD goes back into that project because it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of, uh, there's so much more than you would think. Like just, it's just a little designer and it's kind of slow. It's gotten faster now, but it's, um, there's so much that goes into that with like uh, prepping the files and you know, making sure everyone, everything runs fine and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, we spend And then a, developing that software yeah, is super so expensive. We have uh, four developers on that. So basically all we, you know, with all the money that we're making, we're trying to put it back into the configurator to make it the best experience for the customer possible. Because mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I'm not ashamed, but I would like it to be so much better because for example, you, you don't really use it because it's, hard for you to use well i just you guys are better than me no it's fine but i want you to be i want this tool to be where you go on it and you're like 
this is easier than explaining it to Jared. Yeah, yeah. Ch Chase I, used it, I think. He, to, he does great kit. Yeah. Like, he designs stuff that I'm, pro like, I'm like, okay, that's actually pretty sick. I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. So, and this is what I want. We have so many customers that they already do cool stuff. But in the future, I want it to be so easy. We're actually working on a new version right now. That's mm. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my own kit for my next okay next next one. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it looks bad, we can. <laughs> yeah, you can fix it. <laughs> no, but um, uh, so I want the creativity of people being able to design their own stuff, and like mm -hmm. we we have really sick stuff coming out of there. Like people come up with some horrible stuff sometimes, but really good stuff too. So mm -hmm. it's uh. It's uh, really fun to see. I want to give them a platform where they can really express themselves and build the bike that they want because the sport really changed. It's more about how your bike looks rather than how good are your tires. Dude, guys are like making their kits match their gear. And they're like with the, with the 50 year edition, like they all want like purple rims and yeah. purple. Uh, I'm on like a forum with like uh, people wanting to buy FMF, the new. Uh, oh, the purple muffler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're going crazy about that so but it's good for us uh, yeah. like 30 years ago that business that we have couldn't exist mm -hmm. so um yeah no but i mean uh fast forward we're 30 employees now at uh 30 yeah so wow. 30 and, all in germany or 30 worldwide uh we have 20 at the german headquarters, and then we have the a lot of developers and stuff they're sitting like uh somewhere else and i didn't count into those um so the way we do it, we're in 11 countries now, mm -hmm. and we have a uh, a brand representative in every country. Like, for example, for the UK, it's Tommy Searle. I don't mm -hmm. count him as our employee, even though he's getting paid. Yeah. But he has, like, other stuff. That he's not just full-time, you mm -hmm. know, BYD. But, um, so he represents the brand in the UK like it was his own. For you guys looking over, over the pond, it's probably it doesn't really make a lot of sense because Europe is Europe. But Europe is not really like it's so yeah. like I don't know any Austrian motocross tracks. I'm, I'm like four hours from the border. Mm -hmm. I couldn't name one. So uh, and it's uh, it's really different. Every country works different. So we have like we try to have someone in each country that really knows the scene and knows how to uh, which is a lot of work. But um, I didn't count those guys in. So in total, it's probably like 40 people working mm -hmm. on it. But uh in the U.S., we have uh, four employees. Like Jared is our um, our brand representative in in the U.S., and uh, he's you know dealing with uh, magazines like you do, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So and we produce and ship everything from over there. And uh, back in the day, that wouldn't be possible. Like, yeah, it's it blows my mind sometimes. I like I I'll talk to you guys on a Monday, and before the weekend, I have my graphics yeah. designed produced and shipped yeah so we can overnight stuff from over there with no um income tax or not income tax what is it called uh, duty customs. import yeah. yeah so back in the day that wasn't possible and we had a production here jared was actually running that for six years i think mm -hmm. so we had a production on the east coast but another production means double the problems because you have a printer go bad a cutter yeah. go bad you have to buy the machines you have to run the machines and now, and we had another production in Australia to produce the graphics there. And then we got a really sick deal with UPS. We're now with FedEx, but uh, we uh, had a deal with UPS where they can ship it in two days without the import. Anywhere. We have yeah. the import charges taken care of. So you don't, because Americans, when they buy from Europe, they're like, yeah, I got to pay. If I'm buying something from uh, from your shop, for example, I'm going to charge uh, 
import taxes mm -hmm. in in Germany. So, yeah, so we got that taken care of, and it make it's worth it for us having the higher shipping cost rather than having another production. All the nightmares. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, that's really really the only thing that I'm kind of was worried about is that Americans they don't want to buy from Europe. And they don't want to, um, but if you really look at it, like, is Yoshimura an American brand? Is Rental an American brand? Mm -hmm. They're not. So all the bike brands are not American. I mean, so it's not really, it's kind of how you build the brand. And when mm -hmm. you said about the, the name and stuff, it's um, obviously I would change that now. I would make it, you know, cooler, but what, what's Apple or <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. it's an Apple. So, but it's what you make out of it. Like it's how you build the brand. And we're kind of trying to build a cool brand with cool companies like yours. When you said something about, you know, Americans buying from Germany. Mm -hmm. So my gardener, his kid rides and uh, I helped him out with different things. Mm -hmm. But all on his own, he ordered graphics for his YZ250F from you guys. And I remember I saw him and I'm all, hey, dude, your graphics look cool. And he goes, they came all the way from Germany. <laughs> like he was so pumped that they're like foreign yeah. and they're imported, right? Yeah. But uh, I... I don't think that uh, being based in Germany is anything bad. I think the only thing is people might think, oh, wow, that's going to take a month to get, you know? Yeah. So uh, maybe like that's a, a thing for you. Like say, hey, you know, like five-day turnaround or something. Yeah, no, we have day. that on yeah. the side and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I think I just, I mean, we have that American company and stuff. It's, uh, you know, we have the, um, what is it, Incorpor Incorporate? No. Yeah, incorporated. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah the company, yeah, uh -huh. uh, LLC. That's oh, what it is. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that you know, we try to be as American as possible, but the shipping still comes from Germany. But I mm -hmm. think as soon as people know, hey, this is really fast, and we, I'm taking uh, a lot of pride into how good our production is and how well it's set up to where people usually. I mean, we probably had how many graphics have we shipped you? Like a hundred, maybe, and we probably had like two, three times that I know of that there were some troubles of mm -hmm. it not going super fast. But other than that, I think we're, it doesn't matter if it's Black Friday, Christmas, whatever, we're shipped within like three days after you approve it. So, mm -hmm. so uh, what are the challenges uh, with licensing and logos and stuff like that? Do you face that? I'm sure, right? Yeah, that's a tough call. So basically you cannot print anything that you don't have written um, approval for it. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, us being from Germany, really close to Austria, we had we deal with KT the KTM group a lot. Mm -hmm. um, actually, gonna talk to them next month. But uh, so they want to make money with people. People use their logo, right? Yeah. And uh, they don't want. So if they have, I don't know, let's just say Motocats or whoever, like American company, mm -hmm. they they print a logo and people pay for a graphic kit with their logo on and they're like hey can i make some they want to make some money off of that too yeah so um they some companies fly under the radar they're like they don't really care the small like, companies yeah. And, yeah so but the bigger you get the more you know like i had talks with basically every manufacturer as of now mm -hmm. uh we got in trouble with uh monster for using it on uh villapoto's kits so because uh, they you know they need a written approval from ryan and yeah. then, you know so that's all uh it's it's kind of tough but you kind of got to deal like i don't know i'm sure we have printed stuff that we didn't have the license for in the past mm -hmm. but now we like too big to print something that we yeah. don't really have so uh what's the uh what's the most popular single bike 
you make graphics for? It's either the CRF one ten or the KLX one ten. No way. Kicks, pit bikes kids like that, like that. So oh, because yeah. kids all ride yeah. pit bikes, yeah, and they all like this. That's really good for us because the um, younger our demographic gets, like the yeah, more they more like the young. configurator. Because you're probably not our like main customer for you're like. Hey, I'm too old for that shit. I didn't say that. You don't yeah. look old. Like you kicked my ass in mountain biking the other day. So, but but. Yeah, a kid knows how to click all yep. that stuff and everything. Yep. They do it but on you're, phone you're also earning customers from a young age then, yep. right? That's because that's, all of our 50, 65, or 50, 65, 85, we really reduce the prices on those just to make it more available. It's less material. Kid. Yeah. And uh, we, I think it's like 100 bucks for a, for a 50cc kit. Oh, wow. Yeah, just because we want the kids. We actually sell a lot of PW50 kits mm -hmm. just because we want kids to like, you know, they're first of all they're going to design them and then you know we want them to have the graphics and then obviously as a marketing thing that's why ktm has all these like little bike kits because once they have those bikes they're, gonna, yeah. they're not going to go buy kawasaki once they yeah brand loyalty do you have the die lines for that new electric ktm yet that yes little? We do. yeah okay so die lines for a new bike yeah how challenging is that is that like, I don't even know how it works now, but in the old yeah. days at InStyle, right? You know, as a magazine guy, I get bikes mm -hmm. first. Like, Ryan would call me, hey, can you can we borrow that RM250? Yeah. And I'd bring it down there, and they'd tape it up and draw lines. Is that how it's done now, or do you get die lines from the factories? Or No, we don't. Uh, it's actually still the same way. We're, like, it calling is. up our uh, German magazine guy or, like, uh, you know, Jared calls a view or whatever for, yeah. for factory edition plastics or whatever. No, it's just we have one guy that only does, like, we have one employee, Sebastian, who's only working on the template. Like, he yeah. just does that. Like, mm -hmm. he works on it. I mean, you put the graphics on. I think the templates are pretty, pretty yeah. good. So, um, no, he runs around. He calls KTM. We have a friend at KTM who works for R&D. And then he calls and he's like, hey, can you send me the new 50 graph, like, the new 50 plastics? And uh -huh. he sends a box. And then, yeah, it's, uh, it's still like that. We're actually changing it now where it used to be like you put on like a like a vinyl on the bike and then you with a sharpie you like mm -hmm. around the edges um that kind of changes now a little bit with like the whole 3d and stuff but uh i don't want to get into it because yeah, yeah proprietary kind of, secrets yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but uh yeah yeah i mean dude everything that you've made for us has always fit great there was that one time a cowie you changed the tempo on the cowie and yep, i called you didn't and I said, like hey, that one yeah this is kind of yeah. weird but the yeah. next kid i got was dial yeah. right no um what uh what do you think is the strength that backyard has because you know initially it was that cross-hatched adhesive mm -hmm. but i i know that uh i've seen it on other brands yeah. now yeah. but dude there are other brands no matter what it looks like lasagna noodles on the top of the shroud you know it comes up yeah, that is true. That our vinyl does that pretty good. I don't know if it's just the vinyl why you would buy from a graphic company. It's it's really hard. Like to be honest, like with that many graphic companies being out there, like if you have a friend who has got like a little shop, I would. I mean, I'm, I want to be loyal to my friends, right? I would, mm -hmm. probably would stay there. Why would you change to us? Yeah. So uh, that's kind of hard. So that's what kind of like I can speak from a German. Like we're like we have like. 80% like market market share in Germany. So mm -hmm. it's basically everyone that rides. But wow, that's a, crazy. Eight? Yeah. So uh, from the numbers that I, I know, yeah, so yeah. I would think so. So um, all of the other people that we can't get, they're either friends with someone or they know someone, they get a discount somewhere. So mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of hard to get, you know how in Moto, like everyone knows someone. So yeah. that yeah. is kind of hard. 
um, I think the overall, to be honest, I think the people that, what they like the most is that they, they can design the graphics and see them before they can, they actually buy them. I think that's, mm -hmm. that's the thing. And, um, with the new configurator coming out in 2025, which is a year's a year away, um, that's gonna really change the game of how people design graphics. It's going to be with like, um, uh, AI and how you like you type something in and it shows that it, like it's gonna be really really crazy. So you're gonna type in I want flames. Yeah. Well, and you get a kid with or you're gonna see kids with flames. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be really really sick. So okay, you got me feeling bad now, like because I'll I'll text oh. you, hey Philip, you know I need a new kit for my Yamaha yeah. and I'll send you a list of graphics or a list of companies and most people are buying from you on the configurator all of the people oh jesus no it's all good like, i'm a pain we, in the ass no we know that's what that's what we have customer service for i mean you you don't have to go for them but no um people can still message us like mm -hmm. we can still do it for them most people don't think so because they just see the configurator and then that's what it's going to be but people still do you, do you think us. that maybe the configurator is intimidating for yes. people that aren't I tech savvy yes. yes because uh with how regular like let's just say skda they have a website and then you have a drop down and then you choose the logos or you type it in and then you get a you know you're going to get approved mm -hmm. and with us you kind of buy something that you're not really sure of. <clears throat> like you do maybe you don't have that one logo or you couldn't find it or whatever so this is definitely intimidating some people and we're yeah. going to change that on a new site to where it's more even more user-friendly because they know exactly what they're going to get so yeah it's not perfect yet i would never say it's perfect yet but we're working towards that and all the money that we're making uh putting it towards a new project to make it better you mm -hmm. know putting it back into sport advertising with you guys whatever like I've is it pretty crazy to think that like when you said 80 percent market share in germany right like you just started this thing to fund your racing mm -hmm. is it sometimes are you just like wow at what it's become yes and sometimes i'm also like I don't like my job anymore that much because I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm managing like, you know, over 30 yeah. people and it's, I'm not cut out to be a CEO. I just want to, you know, ride my dirt bike and go mm -hmm. mountain biking with you. But, uh, and I really like the design process. And, uh, if you would hire me to be, uh, your running your race series, I would love that. I would, <laughs> I would like, you know, that would be my dream job, but, uh, designing all the banners and stuff like that would be cool. But, uh, honestly, like I'm, uh, I'm blown away how, how quickly we grew over the last couple of years, mm -hmm. especially with the last version of the website that we launched. And um, it's not just that. It's our marketing people that do a good job, you know, with you, like you, um, Jared and you worked at the Villapoto deal, like all of that stuff. Helped. Yeah, how cool is it for you to have Ryan Villapoto running your stuff? I have a big, like, uh, photo in my, uh, a big poster in my uh, office. I look mm -hmm. at it every day. I'm like, super happy about dude that. he's all about it too like i'll see him we'll go ride and do something and he's wearing the raccoon t-shirt or yeah. the windbreaker or something that's I'm like yeah enough. check you out yeah no it's bad i i love that and uh and that's what makes a good <clears throat> brand like um so the people that build it and stuff like that's what a cool brand is all about mm -hmm. and uh it doesn't matter if it's transport if it's swap whenever you're involved like it's gonna be a good you know a good deal so uh, we tried to do that too with us being or me being German and being, you know, I had my <laughs> falling outs with Josh Hansen when he was writing for us. I was like, hey, this is a new contract. Do this. And, yeah. like, and he doesn't yeah. work like that. And yeah. We're cool now uh -huh. when we make fun of it. But it's just like um, a little bit. There's a line between like straight business 
and we talked about it on our bike rides and stuff. It's not just like, so it works this way. And this is yeah. how Germans are. And that's, that's how I am. But uh, it's more about like, you know, you know, building relationships and like, you know, being cool to people, like be nice to people. And then this is what you get in return. Like if you're mm -hmm. an asshole and just trying to make money, I don't think that's gonna, it's not gonna work. Yeah. Uh, do you see yourself expanding into any other uh, areas like like side yeah. by sides or like do yeah. you do quads and stuff already or we don't yet yeah. but uh with the we actually with the site <coughs> that we have now we having a hard time adding new products because it's a lot of work and we have mm -hmm. a lot of people doing that um again about my, before i get into that about my job i'm gonna change i'm gonna hire a ceo at some point because i want to do stuff that it's fun for me like marketing and mm -hmm. like you know designing stuff for you i would love to do that like new coming up with some bikes for the show or whatever and I don't really have time for that. So mm -hmm, that kind of mm -hmm. bothers me. That's why I do my racing stuff that doesn't make any sense. Like, me But it's for you. It's for you. <laughs> yeah. and it's what keeps yeah. you sane, right? Yeah. So this is why I do this kind of, like, I don't go do a national at Pala and get like 70 because I, uh, I don't know, no CEO would do that. But I need that to break out of my like regular, regular routine. So um uh, that being said, yes, we are expanding in new. So we are in 11 countries now, planning on going into 15 by the end of this year, like wow. Canada and South America and stuff. So um, and also we're going to get into street bikes. We started mm. that like uh, two year, a year and a half ago, I think. So mm -hmm. we're going into more into the street bike uh, in Europe. The uh, what is it? 701 and the 690 KTM. Have you heard oh, of these yeah, models? Yeah. They're really popular over there. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, I think they sell about like 10,000 of them a year in Germany only. Like, And that's a model that's, that, a, <laughs> that's a lot of yeah, bikes. Yeah. So there's, those are pretty popular. And then, um, so this and the mountain bikes, like, you know, with the clear wraps and stuff, we're going to get into that. Dude, okay. So speaking of that, uh, that company Ride Wrap, mm -hmm. they make clear protective kits for. So I want to say when I got my, my S-Works Enduro, right? I'm like, oh, I really like this bike. I'm going to get a ride wrap kit. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I ordered it. And in my head, I'm thinking, I'm good at graphics. I'm going to put this ride on. Yep. I get it. And I look at the directions. And I'm like, no. So I went on YouTube and looked at it. And everyone is like, it's going to take like two or three hours to put this on. And I'm like, yeah, no. It's still in the box next to my water heater in the garage. Cause uh -huh. I'm like, I'm not using soap and water and a squeegee. Yep. Like, cause I mean, I, I graphic, I graphic that Honda out there in like it looks sick, half hour, you know, yep. Yep. but, uh, yeah. So will you have, uh, your own technology for like a bicycle? Yes. Or, so uh, we, we already played around with it a little bit. Yeah. So we're going to do uh full graphic kits like you would have on a, uh, cause I think so I just bought a new, uh, bike and I, you can't really choose to, color anymore yeah right? this, I mean, this model only comes in this yeah color, so yeah. you have two and then you both you don't like both mm -hmm. it's uh so i want to do uh like full graphic kits for bikes and then obviously the protection stuff and mm -hmm. obviously we're going to make it uh, better than we tried a bunch of these companies and uh, yeah they're it's they're coming like boxes and they're rolled up and stuff yeah kinda, yeah yeah that's totally. funny yeah but uh yeah so that and then obviously you know side by side quads um car stuff where you can wrap your i hair. heard the side by sides guys pay yeah that's like, what they got all the money and they just boom yeah. they'll just pay for a big old kit yeah that's yeah, yeah that's hey true. let me ask you this okay so uh 
with the advent of uh, water decal uh, technology, like stock helmets have gotten really nice, right? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> you talk to a helmet painter and they go, yeah, it's affected our business. We felt it because yep. a stock helmet looks sweet now. Yep. Bikes now come with uh, the graphics like in the plastic. Mm -hmm. Has that affected you at all or not? Because everyone wants custom. Not really. I think most people want custom and also that technology. I don't know the exact name for it. Well, it's... Uh what is it called when they make the plastic, the molding? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, just... Injection? In, I just always thought of it as uh, injected in the plastic. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And they have that technology. I think the patent uh, patent is... Uh, Polysport has that patent, I think. Okay. Because when KTM does it, they do it through them. And uh, so that doesn't have a big lemon. It's not really that uh, covered. Well, you have you don't have a lemon. It will wear off. Yes. Yeah. So after mm -hmm. a while, it you know goes through... But that's also kind of a screen printing thing where you don't... If you look at the KTMs, when they come stock, they have like that, you know, design made into it. But then like the S or 125 and 450 is a sticker still that mm -hmm. shows you that that technology is not quite there yet. Yeah. What will happen in the future, let's just say, I don't know, I'm, I don't know, but maybe in 10... That's what I think. In 10 years, we will be not buying plastics, not applying graphics. We will have them out of a 3D printer. That's what I think it's going to happen mm. because that technology has, you know, moved <coughs> a lot faster in the last couple of years. So I think what you would be able to do is print graphics from, um, you know, from yeah. uh, a 3D printer pla with the plastics in yeah. any color that you want. Wow. You could also change the shape. So but that's kind of far away because the technology isn't there and the plastic is still not was it rigid or wet like breaks and stuff. Mm, it's too brittle. Yeah. yeah. And it's also too expensive as of now. You could do it today, but it will not last very long. Land from a jump, yes. fender snap yeah. off. What's the uh, what's the hardest bike color to match, to print? Gray. Probably. Gray. Yep. You wouldn't think so if you look at it in here. Like the Husqvarna really shroud. Yeah, yeah. The Polysport stuff is well. The Polysport gray. They have like all different grays and stuff. Uh -huh. If you look at it in here with like no real light, it will look different. And you go outside, it's like uh, we had some issues with the green the other day. We figured out that we got a bad, bad, a bad batch of green uh, ink. That's mm -hmm. why it was bad. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so how much? Uh, how much like vinyl do you go through in a in, in a, a month? Lot, a lot. I could tell you the number. Like, how big are the rolls? Are like the rolls are uh, 30 inch by uh, 150 feet, I think. Mm. We, go, oh, we go through a lot. So last year we sold 15,000 graphic kits. And a graphic kit is a, it's not a square foot. You can fit 25 kits on a roll. Mm -hmm. And that will... Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. It's oh. a, lot of, a lot of rolls reason I'm here is I'm no good at math, so no, we'll just leave it at that. That's fine. Me <laughs> no, but it's a day we order a lot of material. and uh, But it's cool. Like, we uh, doubled our U.S. sales the last year, mm -hmm. so we really, uh, we're really uh, making some progress there. And uh, the reason I'm excited about this, not because I could, you know, buy a new bike every month or whatever, is because I, we can really make customers build their own bikes and put more money into developing the website and you know, doing cool stuff with you or doing cool stuff with our team riders. Like, I would mm -hmm. love to pay Hanson more money. Obviously, it's with uh, uh, Factory Husky now. But yeah. I would love to do cool projects with him and, like, spend money 
in the industry mm-hmm. and uh this is it's not really about making obviously it's about making money and making a living but it's um it's about really doing something cool within the sport that you know that's what you did that's where yeah. you started yeah i got you there um so you got a broken femur yep so that the supercross uh, adventure for 24 is done i'm so the entry list it's 37 people that has <laughs> yeah, never happened right because i'm like a nitro bubble guy and this would be the dream come true for me but not with that femur yeah so uh what's next you're gonna stay here for how long and then i was gonna go you're gonna go race at home right yes yeah, so there's a german route <clears throat> coming up it's uh, dortmund it's most of the Washed up Americans go there. <laughs> like uh, no, was a uh, was A Ray there? Yeah, he probably was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you. I don't remember. Well, you know, uh, Bowers won it a bunch and stuff. Yeah. So uh, it's the biggest German race we have, indoor race. Um, our series is cut down to two. It's kind of like WSX. Um, but uh, the I was gonna prep for that race at Anaheim and just spend my vacation here, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, hang out with Jared a little bit, talk to our customer service people and stuff. So um, and ride mountain bikes with me. Yeah, I dude, would, that was so fun the other day. Fun. I was the smiling was the whole fun. time. Yeah, that was really fun. But uh, should have went again. But yeah, next season it happened. Next I, I haven't gotten so this is my 14th season in the US. Uh-huh. That's a lot. Well, I didn't race every year, but I did it. The first one was 2011. Yeah, that would be, well 13th. But. Uh, so I raced, I think, eight or seven Anaheim once before. That would have been my eighth, I think. And uh, I've never gotten hurt like wow. in any American Supercross race. So wow. I think that's pretty uh, pretty good. Yeah. But it happens. I mean, yeah. All right. Well, hey, man, I, I appreciate you coming in. Sorry you got hurt. Uh, it's not enjoy, uh, enjoy the time in California. And uh, guys, if you're listening and you're in the market for motocross graphics, for real, Seriously, check out BackyardDesignsUSA.com. And uh, you'll see why we love them so much here at Saltwater Live. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So thanks for coming by. And uh, we'll see you next year when you come back. And, uh, guys, thanks for listening and checking out the Midweek Podcast presented by Yoshimura.